Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Today is Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. On this day in 2009, Alyssa Bustamante killed her nine-year-old next-door neighbor, Elizabeth Olton. Bustamante was only 15 years old when she committed the murder. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. I'm Vanessa Richardson, and today I'm joined by our guest host, Carter Roy from Obituaries. Together, he and I delve into the lives and relationships between two historical figures in each episode. Carter is here to discuss the aftermath of today's story while I'll cover the narrative. Thanks for having me, Vanessa. Today, we're covering the tragic murder of Elizabeth Olton. When police identified her killer as Alyssa Bustamante, they were shocked by her callous motives. Let's go back to the small town of St. Martins, Missouri. It's October 21st, 2009 at 5 p.m. Pots and pans bubbled on the stove. Savory aromas made nine-year-old Elizabeth's mouth water, which was a problem because she didn't have time for food. She had a role in the school play and needed to rehearse her lines. While Elizabeth recited the same phrase for maybe the billionth time, her brother grimaced. She only took his annoyance as encouragement. Adopting an overly dramatic accent, she said her line yet again. Just before a fight could break out between the siblings, Elizabeth heard a pounding at the door. It was Emma, a six-year-old neighbor from down the street. She wanted to play. Elizabeth immediately turned to her mother, pleading for permission to join Emma outside. To her delight, her mother agreed, just as long as Elizabeth was home in time for dinner at six. Elizabeth didn't need to be told twice. In seconds, she was out the door. Already the sun was setting, casting long shadows across the thick forest beyond Elizabeth's backyard. She didn't have long before darkness fell, so Elizabeth and Emma made the most of their hour of play. All the while, Emma's half-sister Alyssa lingered nearby, watching them. Elizabeth wasn't sure what to make of Alyssa. She was a teenager, with all the moodiness that implied. Sometimes she made upsetting jokes. On the other hand, she was usually nice to Elizabeth, and she seemed cool and grown up. So when Alyssa said she had something to show her, Elizabeth only hesitated for a moment before allowing the other girl to lead her into the forest. Emma didn't get the invite. At first, that made Elizabeth proud. She alone was mature enough for Alyssa. 
But the fun walk through the woods quickly became a nightmare. Elizabeth never emerged from the forest alive. But Alyssa did. Later that evening, Alyssa strode into her room and shut the door quickly. Her heart raced. Adrenaline surged through her veins. Her bedroom was her safe space, a haven where she could calm down and process what had happened. Bizarre phrases, poems, and sketches were scrawled on the wall, some in pen and others in blood. Too many times, Alyssa's powerful emotions had welled up and threatened to overwhelm her. She needed to let them out. The walls were a living diary, capturing her darkest impulses. She also had a literal diary, which she soon flipped open to the first blank page. With a deep breath, Alyssa scrawled, quote, I just killed someone. I strangled them and slit their throat and stabbed them. Now they're dead. I don't know how to feel at the moment. It was amazing. As soon as you get over the, oh my God, I can't do this feeling, it's pretty enjoyable. I'm kind of nervous and shaky though right now. Kay, I gotta go to church now, lol. Once the confession was on paper, she smiled with relief. Then she shut the book and walked out of the room. Alyssa was at peace. Up next, investigators determine how and why Alyssa murdered Elizabeth. Listeners, who doesn't love a good ghost story? Rattling chains, mysteriously moving objects, unfinished business. I am ready for all things spooky, and so is ParCast Network. Starting October 1st, we're bringing you the scariest, most hair-raising ghost stories ever imagined. Every Thursday on the new original series, Haunted Places Ghost Stories, Alastair Murden summons a new spine-tingling tale of wraiths, phantoms, and chilling apparitions. These stories come from all over the world, including Japan, India, the UK, and even ancient Rome. Don't miss stone-cold classics like The Kit Bag by Algernon Blackwood, a sinister account of a condemned murderer's final wish, and the lengths he'd go to fulfill it. And The Miserere, a Spanish tale of a wandering musician who hears a terrifyingly beautiful song in a burned-out monastery and is doomed to capture its notes until he dies. You can find and follow Haunted Places Ghost Stories free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, October is our favorite month and one of our busiest. So make sure to search ParCast Network in the Spotify search bar to see all our new shows. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com Spotify. TommyJohn.com Spotify. See site for details. Now, back to the story. On October 21, 2009, 15-year-old Alyssa Bustamante murdered 9-year-old Elizabeth Olton. That night, she wrote in her diary that the homicide felt amazing. 
My guest host, Carter Roy, is going to take over from here to discuss Alyssa's motives and the investigation that led police to her door. Thanks, Vanessa. Alyssa's journal held all her darkest secrets. It was one of the only records of her inner turmoil. Most of her friends believed she was kind, friendly, and above all, a normal teenager. But her life was anything but normal. Alyssa grew up in an unstable environment. Both her parents spent time in jail, her mother for drug and alcohol abuse, her father for assault. When she moved in with her grandparents in 2002, things seemed to turn around, at least from the outside. A few trusted friends knew about her suicide attempt when she was 13, or the fact that she was briefly institutionalized afterward. Alyssa's online persona, however, did hint at her obsession with death. Her MySpace and YouTube profiles alluded to self-harm and, quote, killing people. Her tweets were also alarming, but few people took her posts seriously. Maybe everyone wrote them off as teen angst. Meanwhile, Alyssa's real-life behavior became more disturbing. She dug and filled numerous empty graves in her backyard, rehearsing for the eventual murder she planned to commit. All she needed was a victim. It's unclear why Alyssa targeted her nine-year-old neighbor. She and Elizabeth never fought, and Alyssa didn't hate the young girl. As she later explained, Alyssa killed her because, according to Highway Patrol Sergeant David Rice, she merely, quote, wanted to know what it felt like, unquote. On the evening of October 21st, she dispatched her half-sister Emma to summon Elizabeth from her house. Then she led the girl into the forest. There, she strangled Elizabeth, stabbed her, and slit her throat. The crime was so senseless that local investigators who were joined by concerned residents and later by the FBI, didn't know where to start when her mother reported Elizabeth missing. Pings from Elizabeth's cell phone led authorities to the wooded area near the neighborhood. A day after Elizabeth's disappearance, a tip led investigators to Alyssa. Around the same time, what seemed to be a fresh grave was discovered behind the teenager's house. Alyssa confessed that she dug it explaining to an investigator that she liked digging holes. That grave was empty, but presumably given Alyssa's strange behavior, investigators zeroed in on her as a suspect. They seized her diary during a search and discovered that the final entry had been scribbled over with a blue pen. At first, apparently the only words they were able to make out were slit and throat but this was enough to have them bring Alyssa in for questioning. She soon confessed to the murder and led investigators to the grave where she buried Elizabeth's body. Using a blue light, they were eventually able to recover all of Alyssa's censored text, revealing a written confession. Given the brutality of the premeditated crime, Alyssa was tried as an adult. Her trial was scheduled for early 2012, but first, prosecutors offered Alyssa a bargain. 
She'd serve 10 to 30 years in prison so long as she pled guilty to second-degree murder and armed criminal action. She accepted. The deal outraged Elizabeth's mother, Patty Price. She didn't think Alyssa deserved clemency. As Price testified during Alyssa's arraignment, so much has been lost at the hands of this evil monster. I hate her. I hate everything about her. She's not even human. The words may have seemed harsh, but Alyssa's crime was monstrous. We can debate whether she acted out because of her troubled childhood or if she had an inherent darkness within her, but whatever Alyssa's motives, one thing is undeniable. Her crime revealed how cruel people can be. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Thanks again, Carter, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. You can find my podcast, Obituaries, on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. To hear more about women and girls who broke the law, check out Female Criminals on Spotify. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Angela Jorgensen, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and stars Carter Roy and Vanessa Richardson. Remember to join Alastair Murden every Thursday for the all-new series, Haunted Places, Ghost Stories. Don't miss the most chilling spirits ever imagined by authors from around the world. Follow Haunted Places, Ghost Stories free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.